Today, I'm telling you which three Florida Gators defenders have the best shot at making the All-SEC team this fall. John Corrales from Locked On Celtics joined me to talk about the possibility of Brad Stevens joining the Florida Gators, and we'll wrap up with the second half of my interview with Florida Gators linebacker David Reese, only here on Locked On Gators. You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Lockdown Gators, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to the podcast. Happy Friday. I am Brandon Olson. You can find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. You can find all of my written work with Whole9Sports.com. That is W-H-O-L-E-N-I-N-E Sports. And before getting into content, thanks for, or please do, like, subscribe leave a comment, leave a review, let me know what you think of the show so I can make it better because it is greatly appreciated. And getting right into the top, the content today, we're talking about the top three Florida Gators defensive players that I think are most likely to make the All-SEC team this uh, this fall. And it's going in order from most likely to least likely. First up, I think the most likely person is Rashad Torrance II. You know, he's a safety at a stellar year last year. I thought he should have been all, all American. I think he was phenomenal last year. And I think that people just really just don't understand what he had to do in this defense and how much he had to do in this defense. You know, he was, he was, he was the center fielder. He was the deep cover guy in the middle of the field, but he was also the person making the most tackles towards the line of scrimmage for this team. He was doing everything and he was asked to do everything and he did it exceptionally well. So I think he was a snub last year for not being just all American genuinely. Um, and I'm trying to be as unbiased as possible when I say that, but I, I think he was phenomenal. And I, again, like I think he should have been last year. He's going to be a focal point this year of a very, a focal point of a very creative defense. You know, we're going to be playing man. We're going to be playing zone. There's going to be cover three. There's going to be cover one. There's going to be cover two. There's going to be cover four. He's going to be all over the place. He's going to be lining up in the slot as a deep safety in the box somewhere. Maybe even see him at linebacker, a little bit linebacker, just lined up in that spot a little bit. And I, I think he's going to be put in more positions to create more turnovers, which he did a great job of last year when the opportunity arose. But I think this year is going to be even better. One, I think he's going to be just better overall. I think football IQ is a big thing that this Florida Gators uh, staff has worked with under Billy Napier, Patrick Tony, Sean Spencer, and Rob Sale. I think that football IQ has been a big thing that they've been trying to improve. And I think Rashad Torrance is someone who had a pretty solid football IQ now, but now it's going to be even better under this current regime. So I think that Rashad Torrance is a likely all SEC candidate. I think that he should be already as a preseason All-American list, honestly. If we're, if we're going to be honest about it, I think he should be a preseason All-American. Moving on, we're talking about the second most likely person, that is edge defender Brenton Cox Jr. The biggest question for Brenton Cox Jr. has been and will continue to be his motor. Will he be doing? Will he be giving you 100% of his effort 100% of the time? Because he did not do that last year. We saw the Florida State game too. There were multiple plays where he just took himself out of the play and then did not try getting back into the play, whether he over-pursued and then just stopped, whether he took an angle and then just stopped, whether he did whatever he was trying to do and didn't succeed on his first try, so he just stopped. So that's the biggest thing. But I, and, you know, I know that he was hurt last year. He was dealing with injuries. That's... I think not an excuse. Um, I think if you're too hurt to go your hardest or if you're too hurt to show maximum effort, 
then you shouldn't play. That's why I get playing hurt. I get playing through whatever. I think if you're too hurt to give your maximum effort, you don't have to be maximum efficiency. You don't got to be perfect. But if you're too hurt to give maximum effort, get off the field and let someone get on the field who will make those second effort plays. So Brenton Cox Jr., fully healthy this year. I I think he's going to be 100% effort, 100% of the time, because I think his motor questions were a big reason that he came back to Gainesville because that was a big question that was being brought up with him everywhere. And I think NFL teams obviously would have been able to recognize that. Brent Cox Jr. is a hellacious pass rusher. He's very successful. He's found a ton of success as a as a pass rusher in college football so far. Highlight reel plays in the passing game and the run game. I think this year is going to be a massive year for him, especially in this defense. Once again, I, I think he's going to have a freaky year and could work his way up. Obviously, when we look at the All-SEC, Will Anderson from Alabama is the number one guy that we're going to look at. But after that, it's wide open, and I think Brenton Cox Jr. could take that spot. And the final person to talk about is Javon Dexter, the interior defensive lineman. He's got another year of development under his belt. He's working with Sean Spencer. He's going to have that dad strength now. Uh, and, and Sean Spencer's brought in hand-fighting experts to really help these players develop, especially on the defensive line that is so important to shed blocks. As a pass rusher, he's already one of the better pass rushers. And as an interior defensive lineman, I think as a pass rusher, that really helps him a ton because he's an interior defense, defensive lineman. Compared to other defensive linemen, interior defensive linemen, his sack numbers and his pressure totals are going to be off the charts because a lot of them are nose tackles or not pure pass rushers where Javon Dexter is a pass rushing specialist. I also think that's going to be huge for him come NFL draft time because obviously we talk about pressure, 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 and a lot of it's on the edge, but interior pass rushers are so rare and so valuable when they are found that Javon Dexter is ahead of the curve right now. So he's going to get bumped up that list once it comes time for the NFL draft. We're going to get into Brad Stevens and the possibility of him being the next Florida Gators head basketball coach. But first, I'm going to talk to you guys about Built Bar because it is March, which means summer is a couple months away. I got a vacation in June that I got to get ready for. And with your diet, make sure you include Built Bar in your plan. I know that I got a sweet tooth. I got to cut it out. And the way that I'm trying to cut it out is with Built Bar. Built Bar is already coated in 100% chocolate, so I get the sweetness. Most bars only have 130 calories, just four net carbs, which I care about more, along with 17 grams of protein. Throw out, you know, the the hidden stashes, the Reese's in the desk drawer, the Kit Kat in the cupboard, whatever you got, whatever snacks you got that you shouldn't be eating, and get Built Bars. You don't got to sneak around. You don't got to feel bad. You don't got to feel guilty. Built Bar is always coming out with new limited time flavors, so you'll never get bored. Use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off of your next order. That is LOCKED, L-O-C-K-E-D, one five to get fifteen percent off of your next order with Built or BuiltBar.com. Thanks again for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to podcasts. Talking about Brad Stevens here, like I, I've told you all multiple times now, that I will take a look at pretty much all the coaching candidates that I see Florida Gators fans talk about, or well, actually, I talk about all possible candidates that I can, and I'd focus on players that I see Florida, on coaches that I see Florida Gators fans talk about. And this one's not necessarily talking about a a coach anymore. He's an executive now. He's running the Boston Celtics. And I'll preface this by saying that I don't think Brad Stevens would come to Florida. I, I, I don't think that's something he would want to do. And I'm not sure that he'd be even in my list of top five or, or top 10 people 
But again, I, I don't want to seem like I'm just going, oh, he doesn't want to come here, then I don't want him. I'm, I'm not trying to be like that. Uh, I, I think it'd be foolish to ignore him and not to give him a look. I, I, th- I do think that we should talk about him. I don't want to say, well, he doesn't want to come here. I don't want him here. But I, I think he's someone that we should talk about. Yes, he's, he's an incredibly accomplished coach, both at the college level and the NBA level. He's, uh, the, he's a potentially awesome hire for the Florida Gators because, you know, I spent yesterday and uh, the past few days really talking about these these pops these possible coaches where we always talk about the potential that they would bring and people always say well I want a proven name and that is Brad Stevens. Brad Stevens is a proven name especially in college basketball. He's shown that he can get it done consistently. My biggest issue or not not, not even issue. My biggest question when we talk about Brad Stevens would be he's he's taken a few years off. Well, he's taken a year off from coaching. But he's taken a few steps back over the past couple of years because, yes, he took this year off from coaching to become the GM and to run the Boston Celtics, and he's not going back to coaching, which is fine. But before he left, he had a rough couple of years with the Celtics where they did, where they, I mean, they made playoffs, but they didn't reach expectations. It was three seasons without hitting 50 wins in a season. So things came down. So then I was like, you know what? I, I'm, I'm not going to worry about being the one to talk to you guys. I'm going to get an expert on this. Don't take it from me. Take it from John Corrales from Locked On Celtics on why Brad Stevens is a long shot because there's more reasons than even the questions that I have. Hey there, Gators fans. John Corrales here from the Locked On Celtics podcast. So you want to know if Brad Stevens is leaving his job to come coach your team. Uh, I don't blame you for wanting that to happen, but I'm sorry. It's probably not going to happen. Uh, I can tell you from my conversations with him, with other people in the franchise, I think he's happy with what he's doing. Running the Celtics is something that he is really enjoying right now. And there are a couple of reasons. I I don't think that he's getting that that itch to get back on the sidelines, first and foremost. I just don't think that that's something that's calling his name right now. I think he's a very competitive guy and he's at the NBA level. And I think he wants to be at the NBA NBA level. I think he wants to stay at the NBA level. So I think the, any call from college, it's just not happening. Not at this moment, Uh, putting together an NBA team is something that's extraordinarily challenging. And that's something that really appeals to Brad Stevens. He's, he's a very competitive guy. It also is part of what you do as a college coach. So he's still doing some of the same things he used to do in college, which is basically recruiting. You're putting on that sales job and he, that that's half of what a coach does in college. The most important thing a coach does in college is recruiting that talent. So doing that at the NBA level and then adding onto it, the challenges of salary caps and luxury taxes and, and navigating the millionaire player with a lot of agency who can change his mind in a moment and and trying to navigate those waters. I think those are challenges that he enjoys. And most of all, most of all, you have to understand that, that Brad Stevens is a very dedicated family man. And he is really, really enjoying being able to set his travel schedule around his family schedule. He's not drawn out. The Celtics, as I record this, are on a West Coast trip, and he's at home. 
with his family and he gets to watch college basketball through the the TV with his son. And that's important to him, right? He doesn't have to be at all of these places scouting. And if he needs to and wants to, uh, he can go, but he's not going to do things right now that pull him away from his family. He, he, I think the number one reason why he stepped away from the coaching is that that grind got to him a little bit. And so he's kind of put that aside. So being a college coach, there's certainly not as much travel as there is in the NBA, but it's still enough. And, and obviously moving down to Florida would be a huge, huge uprooting of his family. And I, I just don't know if he wants to do anything like that. Right now, he seems satisfied and happy in his job. When his kids grow up and get out of high school and, and maybe there's, you know, he's been in this job running the Celtics or running another team if he goes somewhere else. If he's done that for a while and he starts to feel like, okay, I want to go coach again, then maybe, maybe he will. But I just don't think it's happening now. I don't think it's happening even in the near future. So I don't think he's turning down a Florida job if he's offered the, the job at all. I don't think he's turning that down to go for something better or anything like that. I don't think he's angling for any of that stuff. I just think that Brad Stevens is happy at the highest level of basketball. The NBA is the pinnacle, and I know he sees it that way. I think he's happy with the job that he has. He's happy with the family time that he has. So I just feel like he's sticking around in the NBA. He's going to do so for a little while. Anybody else make money this weekend? I did. It's March Madness, and I'm down bad. <laughs> I'm down horrendously already. I'm just a dummy sometimes. You know, this is what it is. Um, BetOnline.net covers award shows, TV shows, and reality TV with real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's 100% free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device. I know I love using my mobile device for my phone. BetOnline.net is where the game starts, and it's where you'll go after the game to see how much money you made. College programs must be competitive in name, image, and likeness. It impacts current athletes and affects the decisions of recruits. We know that. They've been very open about it. And Gators fans can put Florida at the forefront of NIL. The Gator Collective is leading the charge, uniting fans and student-athletes like never before. Commit for exclusive content, interactions, and events which bring you closer than ever to your favorite players. Also, by joining the Gator Collective, you're empowering these student-athletes to build relationships and develop skills that go far beyond just making money. You're providing an avenue for these Gators to excel in life. NIL will change the landscape of college sports it already has in Florida can't be left behind. We got to be elite. Gator Nation, do your part by joining the Gator Collective today at www.thegatorcollective.com. Just going back to the past couple of years, uh, you got to do one of the things that very few people get to do in college. Uh, you got to play college football alongside your brother. So how cool yeah. was that for you to be able to be on the same team when he came over from Mississippi State? Man, I, honestly, it's a blessing. You know, not too many people get to do things like that. Just being able to, I mean, when I was hurt, being able to go out and watch my brother, uh, give him give him pointers, help him with his craft, you know, just being able to see him do what he loved to do and just be a part of it. I mean, it's big for my family. It's big for my mom. You know, it's a blessing to be able to have our sons on the same team, playing together. Like, 
I mean, it's something you can only wish for. Yeah, and I know that, you know, you were injured last year. You went through some stuff, and uh, Stuart Reese, he was a starter, obviously. Did you guys ever get to go head-to-head in practice? And if so, whatever happened with that? I mean, it was a few plays uh, before I got hurt that we uh, got to go against each other. I mean, it was just great competition. You know, we both competitors when they come onto the field. So, you know, we both were just trying to perfect our craft and, you know, helping each other become better players. And, you know, I'm going to ask because there was a there was a little bit of overlap because you were on the team with another Reese that played linebacker and the same name besides those two numericals he had at the end of it. How many times have you ever been confused with him, whether on social media or anything? Because I don't know if you've even looked, but uh, if you go on like sportsreference.com and you look at David Reese's stats from Florida, you guys are just doubled up on top of each other. I don't know if you've ever seen that. Yeah. Man, ever, ever since I stepped foot on uh, uh, campus in Gainesville, I've been getting mixed up with uh, David uh, <laughs> David Reese. Uh, I mean, still to this day, some people uh, hear my name or they see me and they ask me am I him or sometimes I get DMs or get tagged in different posts and people will be thinking uh, I'm the other David Reese. But, <laughs> I mean, I don't really – I don't really get mad about it and like that. I mean, we do have the same name and a lot of people don't know like the backstory behind us. They just hear David Reese and think, oh, that's him. So, I mean, it's kind of funny. We used to laugh about it when we, uh, when, when he was here and we was playing together and stuff. And it was just something to have a good laugh over. And now you've been in Gainesville for a couple of years now. Uh, what have some of your favorite memories been since getting to Gainesville, just on the field or off? Um, on the field, uh, one of my greatest memories was, uh, beating Auburn, um, off the field, I would say one of my greatest memories was, uh, probably having my brother move in again, just, uh, being able to live with my brother again and just had uh, that family. It was like a, it was like a memorable moment for me. And now I want the listeners to know what you're like off the field because obviously you're a Florida Gator football player and they're, and they're going to see you on the field. But something that people don't get to see very often with athletes is they're off the field. And I, I know you like basketball and you played and honestly probably could have played on the Gators team this past fall, how uh, how they <laughs> played at the time. But uh, what what else are you interested in off the, off the field? Uh, off the field, you know, I like to, I'm, I like, uh, photography. I like to take pictures. Um, I like to play Call of Duty Madden. I love spending time with my family. Um, just chilling with my friends, you know, kicking it, going to the pool, just enjoying life really, you know, uh, so much, uh, so much time is taken up by football and, uh, just being around football and, you know, a lot of people, they don't, they don't take the time for themselves to just enjoy life and realize, you know, that we still a human being and like we still have like things that we like to do outside of football. So that's what I mainly try to do is just enjoy life a day at a time. And uh, you you mentioned that you play men first of all. Which system do you play on? Uh, that's my next question. <laughs> I'm trying to get a PS5, but I still got an Xbox One. Ah, well, if you if you get on PS5, we're playing. Um, but also. As someone who obviously you know football, 
Does it ever bother you how unrealistic that game can be with certain nah, It definitely does. I play my homeboy sometimes, and, uh, like, they might get a big play, and, like, they go to talking, and I'll be, like, in my head, like, this virtual stuff. Yeah, like, I know uh, Darius Slay of the Philadelphia Eagles. He even tweeted the other day. I saw him. He was getting triggered by it that uh, – He's like, I set contain and the QB ran on me. And it was yeah. just like, yeah, that's mad. Nah, I ain't gonna lie. Sometimes it, it, it really do get me mad because, I mean, there'd be some crazy stuff going on on Madden. <laughs> and and that about does it for our time, David. Thank, thank you so much for coming on Lockdown Gators. We'll get you back on again just whenever you want. Be sure to catch him on Twitter at dr 4 hour and, I mean, on the field this fall. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thanks, David. Thanks again for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to the podcast. We'll be back Monday with more on your Florida Gators. Now make your second listen Lockdown NFL Draft. Ryan Tracy and former NFL quarterback Eric Crocker bring the NFL Draft to life every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. For Lockdown Gators, I'm Brandon Olson. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. You can find all of my written work with Whole Nine Sports. That is W H O L E. And I any sports and I will see you all tomorrow.